Welcome to Beyond Sunday. This is a podcast from FBC On where we talk about living our relationship with Christ, the 167 hours beyond the one hour on Sunday that we come together. And so this week, we are going to be talking about community, mostly biblical community. And I'm with my friends here, Roger Taff, who is, this is the first one for you, right? In this it episode. is. Yeah. yeah. Last one we had with you was uh, your name rhymes with staff. It was an interview, right? Right. And yeah. uh, so you come back scraping the bottom of the barrel. So. No, that's not that's not true at all. Um, we're so thankful to have Roger here. And we have Zach back. Zach, you were, you were off last week, so you're in the Caribbean, and now you're back. And then, of course, we have the wonderful Lisa, so oh, we're glad you. to have Lisa. She's going to be bringing the wisdom today, so um, <laughs> we're talking about community. I think one of the uh, – it, it stems from uh, – relationships that I formed um, probably 30 years ago. And, you know, there's different communities that you have through time. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a church uh, that I was a part of, and um, it's still that community that I communicate with on a probably a daily basis. Very cool. Yeah, I think for me, my favorite uh, community is probably my family. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, soak up as much time with them as I can. and. Uh, take advantage of short trips for lunch and spending time with the girls while they're on a break between school hours. I think one of mine would be Angel T-Ball. It's something that we've been able to be a part of for a long time, but one of the fun things about it is that we get to minister to the, the kids and their families, and then afterwards, um, Michelle Moore and I go to Rudy's with our coaches, and it's kind of just a fun little tradition, but um, just getting to see the joy of of. Uh, Angel T Ball, and it's the cure for the Monday blues for me. So I love. love That's incredible. Nice. Mine would be, uh, my family would be one of the communities, but really I have a group of guys. We did Impact Camp together, and we are still tight knit, even though we've moved on to other positions, not in student ministry. And so it's just nice to have those encouraging words and to be able to just lift each other up. So each one of us have some community that we're tied in. And what I want to do today is something a little bit different. We're going to take Chad's sermon that he has done on community. Okay. We have just heard this this past Sunday, and we're going to go through the points that he talks about in community. And we're going to kind of line them up with our lives and just see how we are with community. So the first point he talks about is the power of we for the in-between times. You know, one of the things that um, I've learned about community is there's different ones or different types uh, for different points in your life. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes uh, the community experience is just for a period uh, in your life, and sometimes they're lifelong communities. Um, and a lot of those are to help you for whatever you're facing during that season in your life. So you talk about okay. So when I was when I was talking about this, and, and Young helped me out, and is the seasons of life, the stages of life. One of the things I've, I never was told when I was younger, stages of life make a big difference in community. So when I got married, my single friends, it, it, it's like we kind of went different ways a little bit. And then I had a kid and then my married friends, like each stage brings something. Do y'all notice that? Like that community is different when you have just major changes in life? Yeah, I think one of the hardest ones for me is like, well, my friends have 
gotten married and you know having kids and then i have a new set of single friends that i'm kind of hanging out with and yeah. we're in the same season and then they start you know dating and marrying and it's hard yeah your friendships change and so i think i've just had to just keep keep trying to minister to that group i it's that gift that that you don't really want that you want to return but you can't so you just kind of have to go okay how can i <laughs> how can i right. minister to singles I'm in this season with them yeah. too. So, but yeah, it is. It's hard whenever your friendships do have to change, and that's just natural. I mean, it's part of life. But yeah, I've I've noticed that I've I've consistently kept up with certain friends no matter what through mm-hmm. different seasons of life. And you know, I I remember when my cousin got married, his best friend was a guy named Nick, and so I had the opportunity to stand in. Uh, as one of Nick's groomsmen uh, during their rehearsal dinner or rehearsal uh, for their wedding. And through that process, we have become friends. He got to be a part of my wedding, and he's kept in contact. He's been a part of funerals for us as a family, and he's uh, been there every step of the way, Mm -hmm. always sending notes of encouragement, always sending text messages, checking in. Uh, Most recently, he was at my cousin's funeral two years ago. And that was a big deal because Nick has made such a profound impact not only on my cousin's life but also within my life as well. So the the uncertain times kind of include new places as well. So Roger and Zach, y'all like Zach, you're definitely like fresh into this. Roger, you're about what man? COVID happened. Two years is just out of my mind. Five, five. Okay, five years. I was gonna say three. See, COVID <laughs> took out two years of my life, but five years. So new places. Y'all are pretty fresh with understanding moving to a new church, new community, um, saying goodbye to other parts of community. What does that look like when uh, you kind of face a new place with biblical community? Um, you know, I think part of that is um, you have to make an effort. It just doesn't always happen. Um, you know, you show up and you have this new community that everybody surrounds around you. Yeah. You have to make the effort to get to know people, and other people are making an effort to try to get to know you. And so through that, uh, you form those bonds and those relationships and that community. Um, but it's, if you just sit back and just wait for everybody to come to you, um, they think that you already have your community figured out mm-hmm. and while you're still trying to wait for a community. So sometimes you have to put effort into forming a community. Zach, we kind of talked about when you moved here, it was, it was like, I'm here and no one even noticed. Yeah. Like, I mean, so we bought a house like a month and a half, two months ago. And I, I kid you not, nobody in our neighborhood has come by to say, welcome to the neighborhood. I, I think community happens uh, and affects people in different ages as well as phases of life. You know, I think about uh, my girls, Lily and Claire, they have started to find their community in a gymnastics group and in a theater troupe. Um, and so while we're making new friends in that direction, they still have all of their little friends back in mm-hmm. Biloxi that they still uh, talk to. Uh, we do homeschool online, so they have found their school community there. And so it's been really neat to see how what we cherish the most, they're still finding that here in Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Roger said, it takes effort. You know, it may be that they don't, you know, the neighborhood doesn't come to us, but we go to the neighborhood. And so that's something I've been thinking about. I've got Claire, who's our little baker, 
encouraging her to make cookies and we go intentionally around our neighborhood just introducing ourselves saying hello and taking them a plate of cookies just to let the community know hey we're here we're new um, and so just takes time takes effort takes uh, being taking opportunities when God gives those to you I think too it takes like it takes a little courage, you know. It is going to be uncomfortable to, to kind of put yourself out there. And I think um, one thing I've learned just personally is that I'm not always good about opening myself up, um, that I want to help others and I want to hear how they're doing, how, how can I pray for you. But people don't want a one-sided friendship. And so that's something I need to work on myself is just being more open and sharing. But I think, too, um, if you've had some hurt in those new places or those new friendships, sometimes I think we're a little guarded. And um, I would just say, you know, be courageous. And that's a, I love what you brought up there about just be courageous. Um, I feel like when we get into new community, we are guarded. We, we don't really open up about what we're dealing with, you know, or like you were saying, Zach, like no one came and said hi. Like we don't go and talk like, hey, I'm just, I, I want to talk. Like I want to, I want to build community. And for me, I just, I'm guarded. Uh, being a minister, I'm just really, really guarded towards opening myself up. And, and that's what I think for ministers, do you all have a difficulty being in community because of that guard that we tend to put up as ministers? Um, you know, part of that is um, the level of sharing, mm-hmm. um, you know, because sometimes we have that longing to have a deep relationship, Yeah. And uh, but when you first start out, you just don't go with your deep, dark secret or, or fears or, <laughs> you know, uh, so you kind of have to make incremental steps. You just can't jump to, you know, the deep stuff. There seems to be that extreme of those that are guarded and then those that just like lay out their entire closet. It's it, you meet someone new and they're like, Let me tell you everything about me. And I'm like, Kids, get in the house. We're never Lock the door. Yeah. So, what, what is a balance? So, when you're in a new place, what, what do y'all see as a balance to how do you get connected to community, biblical community, like church? And what are ways that we can do that in new places? Well, I think one of the ways that we do it here is through our BFGs, you know, and connecting people. Uh, our BFGs are allowing us to be around people who are in the same phase and stage of life. And so that's important not only for the church member, but that's important for us as pastors and for mm-hmm. ministers as well, because we need those relationships where we can be a little bit more authentic. And so um, finding and developing those relationships through people. Uh, that are going through the same thing mm-hmm. provides a little bit more chance to be authentic. And I think it's what Roger said. We're not going to word vomit and just completely throw out our deepest, darkest secrets the first time that we meet somebody. Um, and, and I think so we will gradually get there as pastoral staff, but we got to know there's trust. We got to know that there's consistency. We got to know that there's uh, viability and a willingness to be listened to versus. Uh, spoken to. And that's a Pastor Chad's number uh, four point in his sermon. He talks about that, we with new friends. And, you know, Lisa, I, I think you're really great at connecting with new people. And you, you have this level of, of just there is there's a pattern to that. You don't you don't just go in really abrasive. You just kind of get to know them. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and its stages. What what do you see as successful in kind of creating those new friend relationships? Well, I one of the things I learned from you, Chris, was like everyone can find one percent that they mm-hmm. have in common. So just find, just ask some yeah. questions. Like I love to just ask questions. So ask questions, but also think um, you have to sometimes in our role we kind of know hey, some of our people are going through really, really hard things. So you kind of know what they're going through and you hate to almost burden people because you think, Mm -hmm. oh gosh, they already have too much. Like, I don't want to let them know I need some prayer um, or I need... I need to meet for coffee. But again, people don't want that one-sided friendship. They want to be able to come alongside you too. And, um, and I think growth happens when you're just vulnerable with each other. And like you said, like Roger said, you have to have those trusted people that you can do that with. But, um, if you don't do that, it can get really lonely. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm a, my tendency is everybody says I'm an extrovert, but I'm, I feel introverted. Like Sometimes I just don't want to be around people. I just want to go and watch Netflix. And in those moments, I don't want to be around people. And it just seems like biblical community doesn't fit me. But really, I get very unhappy when I'm not around people or I'm not sharing my life with people. Do you all see that trend, kind of people isolating themselves and and really it, it creates an unhealthy pattern for them? Like you're saying, Chris, we are created for biblical community. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that, yes, we want to withdraw and do our own thing, but we need to be around people uh, to do life with them. A lot of times, especially if you're new, whether you're a minister or maybe you have to change cities uh, to be closer to family, um, it, it's harder because people already have their fin- friend groups established. They already have their tight community established, and so they're friendly to us, but we long for a little bit more yeah. uh, connectivity um, than just uh, friendliness. We want to we want to feel like that we're part of that group or community. Is there is there a – I mean, we talk about that and we long for that, but it, it seems like we want someone to pour out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've talked, Roger, about you have to really give yourself, too. Like, there are steps and ways to step out of that box. Do you see just certain ways that we can step out to make that pattern of connecting with others? Um, yeah. You know, one of the things I, I think is we set – we see a friend group or a community group, and we're like, oh, I want to be a part of that. Um, but then there's people around us who are looking at us to say – hey, I'd really like to be their friend mm. or part of their community. And we don't even notice them because we're focused or so intent on breaking in somewhere else that there's other people just like us who are looking for that same group. So you're saying it's a lot like high school. <laughs> I want to be a part <laughs> of that group over there. So there's just self-awareness a little <clears throat> bit of knowing who you are and, and getting a part of that group. And an easy way to do that is like, just ask people to go to lunch after church. Mm. Like, hey, let's let's go meet for lunch. Like, one of the best ways you can connect with people is over a meal, and so much good conversation happens over a meal. But I think too, you have to kind of like Roger was saying, you have to be aware of other people around you. You know, if you see someone sitting in the pew by themselves, go sit by them or ask them to come sit with you. Um, sometimes people are nervous to, to kind of put their uh, their foot forward and kind of put their selves out there. So, hey, take the first step, go meet them. But I think a lot of people 
maybe have had bad experiences in the past because they came mm. to a church and no one even said a word to them. Yeah. So be looking for those people that need community. And you know what? Also be prepared. There, there may be some rejection that you get. Like There oh, may yeah. be people that go, no, I'm good. And then you never, you know, they don't want to hang out with you or go to do things after church or meet up, whatever. But uh, you, you got to be having your eyes open too. Sometimes we get so focused on our our world that we're not looking at the other people around us. You know, I know we blame a lot of things on COVID, but I think one of the things that it's done is if you look at, it doesn't really matter what profession, um, that people are just seem to be more stressed out. Uh, they seem to be uh, jobs are more consuming. Um, but they still long for that uh, community, mm-hmm. but they don't have anything left yeah. uh, to invest in that. Um, and so it's hard to make that effort because they're already worn out from the whole week. Yeah, community, it, it takes a lot of work. Uh, I, we do a home group on Tuesdays, and emotionally, you don't realize the emotional toll of having someone in your house. And it, it's worth it. But it does. You're tired afterwards. I mean, you're you're hosting someone, and that's also church. Like we we're hosting people every Sunday, and and we've got to greet them and and make them feel aware. And you will get rejected. I've had people, mm-hmm. hey, we're really glad you're here, and they look at me and go, please leave me alone. I don't <laughs> want to talk to anybody. <laughs> okay, that's that's what happens. So we we talk about new friends now, old friends. So. Confession time without Facebook, I wouldn't know what my old friends are doing because I move on. It's it's a bad habit of mine. Like I move away and see you later, old friends. I am terrible about that. And they are probably listening to this podcast and go, Yes, Chris, you are absolutely terrible with that. What what do we look at when we look at biblical like because Chad talks about the power of we with old friends. How do we connect with old friends? What does that look like in a biblical sense of community? Well, I think, you know, part of that is it might, those uh, relationships may have been for a season, and it doesn't mean you don't care about them anymore, uh, but you're in a new setting, and it's hard to keep up a lot of things from, you know, miles apart, yeah. and you're not uh, seeing them on a weekly basis. Um, and so it is hard to uh, keep that relationship in the forefront. I think, too, if God prompts you, that person comes to your mind, like, hey, maybe you're thinking of it. Mm-hmm. Remember when we went on that mission trip together? Text that person. Write him a card. Like, I think God gives us promptings for a reason. Um, and, you know, Facebook is a way to still be able to connect with them and, you know, their child's graduating. Hey, that's awesome. I can't – I remember when they were, you know, two. And um, But I think – it may look a little bit differently, but find ways to, to connect with them. But even just a simple text goes a long way. But if God's putting that person on your mind that day, reach out to him. Do it right then so you don't forget. And that's the power of connection. I think when you're centered on yourself, that old friends, and, and I'm confessing something here, I, I become very self-centered. It's about me. It's about the right now. And I think God really lays it on my heart that I need to really be focused on. I shared some great moments with, like you were saying, mission trip. I was serving alongside them in God's plan, and I just kind of brushed that to the side for the instantaneous right now at that moment. And for me, that's a good heart checkup. You just you said that, and Lisa's ministering to me right now about that, that I'm just, I need to focus on old friends because God, God put them in our place for a reason. They're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so 
that's a that's a very powerful statement wow it's a god moment right now yeah. well i think too like you have to i know this sounds bad but like roger said our our schedules are so busy you may have to schedule okay mm. one hour a week i'm going to reach out to a friend that i haven't talked to or one hour a week i'm going to write cards um because if you don't we'll we'll lose time and i'm so guilty of like losing touch with friends because i yeah. get so busy and you know in in my own little world but i would say maybe even an hour to meet a friend for lunch mm -hmm. just schedule an hour a week to focus on a friendship um one of the things about um old friendships is whenever you do reach out it's like there's no time that has passed you pick up right where you left off mm. yeah and you know i think those are things we're like man i really miss that and you're afraid like they don't have that same feeling, but you realize they, they do, that you have that bond that Christ has put in. It's the Holy Spirit. And I think we tend to ignore that part of our relationships when it comes to biblical community. There is there's a Holy Spirit that we all share right now. And and even former staff and, and all that, you, you share that in their brothers in Christ, and, and that, that's really good. Man, and and I think you me. share the life experiences, too. You know, mm -hmm. It's like Roger's saying about picking up where you left off. I mean, I remember uh, a couple in Fort Worth, and I can still call them up, and we can still talk about a mission trip that we took to New Orleans together. And so mm. that type of community is so valuable. Yeah. And we live in such a connected society today that there shouldn't be any reason why we do not keep up with uh, previous friends from other places. And we talk about our friends and our groups, and we talked about biblical community in the sense of, the word from God, like the Bible. It's be, it's become almost very isolationist of us to read God's word by ourselves, but we don't realize that God's word is meant to be read in community. Do you all see that people tend to just keep the Bible to themselves and not really bring it to the community, what God's... Because it says in Scripture that you're to bless your teachers by bringing the encouraging word that you have learned. And we tend not to do that. We tend to kind of keep that or or we put it on Facebook. Like I get more like verses on Facebook than ever before, but not in person. Have y'all seen that? What's y'all's experience with God's word and community? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like I said, everybody posts something on Facebook and we go, oh, that's good. But we never have a dialogue about it. Yeah. Uh, we never bring it deeper into our lives or flesh that out. Um, and I think we tend to think that that's reserved for Sunday morning or mm. for Wednesday night, um, and the rest of the time it's all fun and games. Yeah, because I, I discerning God's word. There are times I'm reading God's word, and I'll, I'll come to you, Roger. Or I'll go to my friends, you know, Impact Camp buddies, um, and I'll say something. And you're like, "Wow, you're way off on that." And I'm like, "Wow, I'm glad I didn't teach that." You know, it, it, it keeps accountability. It helps us discern together but i think a lot of people don't do that they just kind of blah like oh this is a thought and i'm going to put it out there and it, it's totally wrong and then facebook becomes a discourse you start seeing in the comments that so lisa like what do you see with that in community and god's word i would say find a bible study or um a home group or a small group that you can do because not only are you going to be studying god's word but you're going to hear what other people mm -hmm. bring to the table and how they um, read that or a word that that they have and um, again it's messy there's going to be times where you're going to have an overshare probably 
in your Bible study, or you're going to have crickets sometimes chirping because it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is, is it's it is going to be hard, but there's so much value. And I have grown just personally be, being able to be part of a, a Bible study with a group of ladies. And um, you know, there's times where I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know if I want to go. I would. I've never regretted going to a Bible study. So find something. It could be an online Bible study. It could be a group of ladies in your neighborhood meeting. Uh, in the mornings after you drop the kids off for school, but find a group that you can study God's word because you're going to share what God's laying on your heart, but you're going to hear from what God's mm-hmm. laying on their heart too. Yeah, and I think you have an opportunity also to tell your family, you know, and I think that's what Deuteronomy chapter six tells mm-hmm. us as parents that it's in our job to teach our kids the ways of the Lord when they rise up, when they lie down, when they walk along the way. So. As you are learning, God is going to give you opportunities to pass what you've learned onto your kids. Yeah. And so I, I, I get excited about that. I get excited about whenever God is showing me something that I go, hey, Lily, here's what I learned today. Or Laura, here's what God's been sharing with me. And how does this relate to us as a whole family? And so it's, it's important that our kids hear what God's doing in our lives because that's going to excite them to do the same thing. They're going to be looking for those God moments too. Yeah, like Grady and Cobb learn about wrath of God right now because all they see is my wrath. So that's what they're learning in Bible study right now from me. So Chad says in, in, in his sermon with the Word of God, he says, you don't need a church to begin a relationship with God, but you need church to live out a relationship with God. You know, I think that um, if I'm left to myself, um, I I'm, probably wouldn't be very godly. Um, mm-hmm. or holy. Um, so I think, you know, church helps us to, to be accountable to one another and that we're just not trying to be a lone ranger um, because, you know, if, if we're out there uh, fighting all the windmills by ourselves, uh, we'll run out of steam mm-hmm. and fall short and stop and get discouraged. Uh, but church comes alongside me and encourages me um, uh, you know, when I when I see people on Sunday, I'm just like, man, it was really good to see them here today, and and I get encouraged uh, to continue on the the walk and the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we always think of church, not always, but we sometimes think of church as a building, and it's more the people. So when I think about how God has shaped me and used me and used the church. I think about the mission trips mm-hmm. that I've been able to do life with people. I think about guys like uh, a friend back in Biloxi named Pat Nowell. You know, Pat was uh, faithful to always go to Montana with us. He was always a part of Operation Christmas Child. And Pat and I dove deep into each other's relationship. So the church um, showed me that it's not just like Roger said, a Lone Ranger approach to Christian living. It takes other men and women to come alongside yeah. you to fulfill what God's called us to do, and that's the Great Commission. One of my, one of my favorite things is you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yes. <laughs> and that's why we need the body of Christ. And my precious friend, Patty Scully, anytime I get frustrated, remember, Lisa, Galatians 6, 9, don't go rearing of doing good. We need, we need the body of Christ to, to check it's, us. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's so true. I, we got to put that sign up on the church somewhere, Roger. Like, that has got to be above the worship center as you go in and we hit it like Notre Dame does or whatever. I don't know. 
it, it, it is true. It, it reminds me of Simon the Sorcerer in Acts, where he's kind of doing his own thing over there, and the apostles come and they see him and they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, he's trying to mimic something. There is no checks and balances with him, and I see that a lot. That people are lone rangers out there, and we we have a ton of lone rangers, and biblical community is for encouragement as as lisa was saying it's a checks and balances as as roger was saying you know and it's 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 for us to be able to impact the community as zach was saying it, it gives us that that opportunity to, to come alongside because things that i can't do by myself uh you know lisa's going to cambodia uh and we're talking about missions it it gives us an opportunity to do something bigger than us mm-hmm. um like going to cambodia mm-hmm. and, and so in missions where do you see the community being crucial um you know we see it as as being a group of people going but where have you seen the community being crucial you know when there's certain life events that happen whether those are uh, joyous or very sad um, we see community coming around uh, one another to either celebrate or to share sorrows with um, and it helps us uh, multiplies our joys mm-hmm. and uh, divides our grief well, that's good work. That's really good. Wow. We can stop there, Roger. Yeah, I think I stole that from somewhere. <laughs> you got you got to credit his podcast is going out, so we can't. We're gonna get hit. We're gonna we're gonna get banned. What are some other ones? I think when you you know you're on mission, you see how different people live, and you know one of my favorite things is about going overseas is they really get community. I mean, they are all in. The whole community is working mm-hmm. together. That's something that I think us Americans need to see and um, take back with us when we come back is that gift of hospitality, that gift of community. But we're all in this together. If one of us is struggling, we're going to be helping them because one day we're going to struggle and we're going to need their help. So I think it it uh, humbles you. Mm. It humbles you. And I think we we also your bond is different. Some of my dearest friends are ones that I were on mission. I was on a mission trip with. And um, it's a different kind of bond because you are um, – you're putting the mission forward. You're putting away your your um, maybe your comfort sometimes, and it's it's a time where you get to um, you get to share the the love of Christ with others. You get to give Him the glory. But He God changes you when you're mm-hmm. on mission, and He changes the ones around you, and it's a lifelong friendship. And that is true. And, and Chad has really pushed that with us as as saying. You know, go on a mission trip. And he invites people to go on a mission trip. Don't go alone. So he always talks about, I invite people because it, it's not, it, it challenges us. But like you said, Lisa, it, there's a there's a bond there. Um, it's a family bond almost that you've been through this together. We've eaten the same food together. We've seen the same struggles. We've seen the same God show up. And so that's just an incredible um, insight. And so the last part to close this out, um, the, the power of we and the will of God. How has how has the community, the biblical community, helped you in making decisions in your life? You know, we, we tend to make decisions on our own, and that's the greatness of America, right? That we're independent freedom. I get the freedom to do whatever I want. But God's called us to, to really be in community with the will of God, too. So how has the will of God helped you by being in the community? Well, I think you alluded to it earlier. Um, that community can come around us when... Uh, we think we say, "Oh, this is the will of God," and then uh, we share that, and they go, like, uh, "You may want to rethink that. I think you're looking at that wrong." So it helps us uh, not to just wander off in our own direction, mm-hmm. uh, but keeps us more centered in God's word and in God's will. 
Yeah, and I think also it also reminds us of our calling. You know, I know that sometimes us as pastors, we can, maybe I'm alone here, second-guess some things and wonder if this is truly where God is leading. But that biblical community, those couples like for us back in Biloxi, what is your calling, Zach? And reminding me of that and going, okay, I understand exactly what you're reminding me of. And so being able to see that and hear that from them and answer the call to take the step of faith that he did for us coming here. Well, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. It seems like they keep me out of trouble. Every time I come up with an idea, everybody's like, that's a dumb idea, Chris. Like, Roger always calls me out on that. But, um, and we saw that one, there was like a local ministry that had an idea, and we're like, that should have gone through somebody before it ever went out. And you see that all the time. So, Lisa, what do you think about when you think of the will of God and community? I think, yeah, just like y'all have all said, I mean, we need others to, to give us. Uh, their insight you know I have I have my friends that are the real friends you know they're gonna give it to me real I need those friends I have my friends that are gonna be the encouragers and I need those encouragers at the right time but um, it is a commitment and and I think you have to realize too you're giving something to those friends too mm-hmm. and um, that's what the body of Christ is we're all gifted in, in ways and you're gonna need every single one of those uh, bodies. <laughs> Body parts, uh, bodies of Christ are going to need every single one of those, and and they're going to need yours too. Yeah. So we're going to ask a question. Since we're a community, mm-hmm. I, I want to end this on a fun note. What is the title of your book when you retire? What will be the title of your book when you retire? Mine would be all the things that you should not do in life, <laughs> because I feel like that has been my life is all the things I you should not do. Uh, Mom would probably be, see ya. No. <laughs> C-Y-A or S-E-E? Like. Uh, no, I hope um, that mine is a well-done, faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Nice. All right. Well, I think Laura would tell me it's, I forgot. <laughs> uh, or life with three girls and um, just kind of – Moving through the seasons of life that we're in now is always fun. And yeah. I like to forget those sometimes. It's <laughs> a good word. I would say pray more and read your Bible more. That would, at the end of my life, I don't think I'm ever going to quit saying that I need to pray more and read my Bible more. That is so true. That it's kind of the season I'm in right now. I was actually talking to a minister that used to be here, and, and we were talking about, like, I, I'm in a season where God's just kind of saying, you need to pray more. And because the question got posed to me, and, and this is biblical community as well of, uh, do you prepare as if God's going to show up or not show up? And I'm like, I overplan and prepare as if God's not going to show up. And that's terrible. And I need to prepare more by praying more. And so we want to encourage you, um, FBC Allen, and, and everyone here in this podcast, biblical community is very hard in this culture. If you're like me, you want to just, on Friday night, watch TV. You on Sunday mornings just want to be by yourself, um, prepare for football, whatever it may be. You, it, It's hard to be in community. Um, all of us here a- acknowledge that. And you know we have those tendencies too, but God has called us to it. But it's sweet when we get into it. 
And we want to encourage you in that. So as a staff, reach out to us. We would love to talk to you. We would love to connect with you, lunch, dinner, breakfast, whatever. We we are available all the time, and we would love to just connect you with community. Uh, Roger loves Rudy's Barbecue, and he would love to connect with you there at community. Not really. What's your favorite barbecue, Roger? Um, that I can afford? Or <laughs> <laughs> right now, yeah. Uh, uh, Hutchins is probably at the top of my list. Hutchins. That's yeah. Lisa's. Now, Lisa loves Dickie's Barbecue, too. <laughs> why do you – okay, so why do you love Dickie's Barbecue? I just want to know that because you love it. I The I, price? I don't the know. I guess because, like, we always used to go because, growing up because it was like kids eat free on Sunday. <laughs> so I don't know that it's like it's probably more of an economical it's, it's decision. The, it's the ice cream that you get for free afterwards. It is true. Which, and you can take your COVID, big yellow cup. They don't do ice cream anymore. No, you have to ask for ice cream. Oh, Lisa's oh, out. Lisa's out. So Hutchins but, is your favorite. Hutchins for sure. Yeah, Hutchins is great. What's your what's your budget barbecue? <laughs> uh, Rudy's. Oh, and Rudy's will never sponsor our show again. So that's awesome. Well, we're glad you have you on uh, Beyond Sunday. We look forward to uh, talking to you every week. If you have questions, if you have anything you want to reach out to a staff member, go to our webpage. Bottom right, there is a little bubble, chat bubble. Reach out. It'll connect you to a minister. And we would love to uh, continue this conversation Beyond Sunday. We'll see you next week.